This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, everybody. Hello, football fans. This is the second week of February 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan, joined by Vince and Jake, and this week it's episode two, guys, and we're talking Tim Tebow and timely tweets. Jake and Vince, what's up? I mean, just glad to be back here. We made it to episode number two. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit later. Is the XFL going to make it to 2020? We heard uh, some potentially startling news out of there, some numbers. Yeah, interesting words from Vince McMahon on a conference call this week. Uh, Some interesting tweets from the official XFL account, Vince. But a lot of interesting stuff from players who aren't in the NFL right now but still might want to play football in 2020. I know you can't wait to talk about some of those. Oh, yeah. The the NFL season may be over, but but the XFL offseason is really heating up. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is the two-year offseason, the road to 2020, and remember everyone, they're listening, so interact with us and of course the official XFL accounts, we encourage you to do that. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them, at XFL Show, and of course the website, this is the com. this podcast, you downloaded it on whatever podcatcher gimmick you, you, you use, please subscribe. Leave a review. It helps with the algorithms. It boosts it up. And I think I think it's safe to say if us, the first XFL podcast ever, were higher up on, say, the Apple podcast charts, Jake, that would be good for the XFL as a league. Oh, absolutely. You know, more – and even just, you know, the sport of football in general. You know, if uh... – Yes, if, the, if football, the sport of football is, healthy, is relying on all us. leagues are healthy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, first off, let's start with happy anniversary. This week we celebrated 17 years since that first scramble for that black and red ball. 17 years, February 3rd, earlier this week, marked the anniversary, 2001, Vegas versus New York, New Jersey. God, I hope if there's a New York team, it's not New York, New Jersey. Pick a, pick a city. Pick a state. <laughs> but that was the first ever game. The infamous Vince McMahon promo on the field. This is the XFL! And it was a primetime doubleheader. February 3rd, 2001. Vegas versus New York, New Jersey. And, of course, the Chicago Enforcers versus Jeff Brom and the Orlando Rage, Vince. Yeah, I, I remember it well. I remember watching that first. Did you game. watch? Did you watch them live in two? Yes, I I watched the you know the very first opening night or weekend. You know, uh, I don't uh, think I've, I've ever felt more a more surreal experience. Like I couldn't believe I was watching as a huge WWF fan then that product. I just felt so unbelievable to me that what I was seeing. It, 
it, Vince McMahon on a football field like that. It, it was very strange, you know, watching a football game that was not uh, the NFL, not college football, but still felt larger than life. You know, it, it's not like you were watching an arena league game or, or, or a Canadian football league game. It felt like you were watching a, a legit league uh, and it was just the energy there was unmatched that first night. Yeah, Vince. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I can remember that night. That was that was an event. You know, that, that was a happening. At least in my household, it was. And uh, at the Chicago game, was Butkus there? Is, yeah, is that I think. Right? Does but, anybody else remember? Butkus, I think Dick Butkus was at the fifty-yard line promo, and he felt super uncomfortable, according to Jim Ross. <laughs> But Vince McMahon's promo was was fire. It was lit like Pyeongchang right now. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah out there in that uh, Letterman style jacket, XFL branding, you know, all over the microphones and everything. It was, you know, I, I don't know for people that you know didn't live it, or maybe people that weren't into uh, pro wrestling at that time that transitioned over this. Maybe it's not as memorable, but to me and to you guys, it sounds like it sure was. Oh, absolutely. I remember that like it was yesterday. 17 years ago, watching that, just couldn't believe it. Uh, very upset that it didn't last more than a season. But look at us, 17 years later, and we're anticipating the return of the XFL in 2020. Let's get into the news that came out this week on the road to 2020, though. The WWE had their conference call they have every quarter talking about their issues as a company. And, of course, Vince McMahon was asked about the XFL, which, again, is not related to the WWE. He took $100 million out of WWE stock for himself, invested it into a new company, Alpha Entertainment, and it's a completely separate entity this time. Vince McMahon was asked about it again, and he once again reiterated that his day-to-day duties at WWE will remain intact, and he is putting together a team that will oversee the football operations of the league uh, it sounds like Vince McMahon maybe not himself won't even be too involved in the actual football operations and the, the running of the league so much as he's investing and in starting it up. But also, he said during this conference call, the $100 million that he took out, the initial funding of the league, that won't be enough to get the league off the ground. He didn't comment any further on that, which raises... A huge question, even before we start talking about cities and players and rules, where's the rest of the money come from and how much is needed? Yeah, I mean, that that's a little concerning, you know, just being a couple weeks out of this uh, big announcement right now. But you set it two years away, you know, you got time to, to think of sponsors. I'm pretty sure he would not have called a press conference if this wasn't, you know, if he wasn't very sure that this thing wasn't going to happen. So uh, odd to hear, but, it, it, you know, it's going to happen. Well, well, some, you know, some people don't think it's going to, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd hate to even wager a guess uh, of, you know, how much money is needed to start something like this. I mean, I, I certainly believe that $100 million is not. That seems believable. But, you know, there's going to there's gonna be investors. There's going to be pe- sponsors, people that want to be a part of this thing. Uh, you know, cable, television deals, that uh, things of that ilk will, will all be involved. I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised, and I'm not really phased by that. So you don't believe the conspiracy theorist, Vin- Vince, that uh... – that Vince McMahon just made this announcement for publicity and he has no real intentions 
about of actually starting the league up again. Well, what 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 publicity does he gain by it? I, I don't. I, or you know what what really does he get by you know, he will he'll look stupid if even if this league doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean that be, makes no, the, there's no motive. Be the for World that. Bodybuilding Federation all over again. Even worse because at least that had you know a couple episodes that that. I've seen some of those articles written. Maybe it's wishful thinking because there are some people who really don't want the XFL to happen for some reason. I don't know why you wouldn't want more football and and something different from the NFL. It's all exciting whether or not you like the NFL or not. I love the NFL even though it has all these flaws, but I just really want more football and I want more Vince McMahon, honestly. But (laughs) I I just – if this was the World Bodybuilding Federation, I'm pretty sure this would be This is the WBF podcast. In all honesty, we're going we're gonna to be honest here. Just uh, watching something for the promoter. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of where the money comes from, I'm sure he'll get all sorts of people on board. But if, I, you know, he's Vince McMahon, damn it. He'll go play bingo every week and put that $100 million down if he has to. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure this is going to happen. Uh, those conspiracy theorists can kick rocks. Uh, let's get to the other news of the week. This the Super Bowl Sunday news. Not re- not really news, but uh, activity from a league that doesn't exist yet. We got activity on the XFL's official Twitter at XFL2020 at 4:56 p.m. I'm going to say that is on my timestamp, Central Time. Yes. Super Bowl Sunday, February 4th, the XFL tweeted from their official account, in the XFL, a catch is a catch. Hashtag XFL 2020. And that tweet was accompanied by a video that had, well, this audio. It's a touchdown. What a catch. Of course, all scoring plays are reviewed. Upon further review, there have been accusations of bobbling, or hobbling, or sobbing. Oh well, can a horse be led to water? Is Bitcoin a good investment? Why is autocorrect always wrong? What really happened to Tupac and Biggie? And that was, that was along with a, a stick figure cartoon uh, that was uh, very entertaining. Another tweet came out three minutes later, though. 4.59 p.m., February 4th, Super Bowl Sunday, and the XFL from their official Twitter account tweeted out, Less stall, more ball. Hashtag XFL2020 with another cartoon and this. Let's pause right here for this official timeout. It's tied up at 14-14. And we'll be right back with the kickoff. And the kick goes into the end zone for a touchback. And we'll be right back with more action. We're back. Smith fades back to pass. And that ball's picked off. It's intercepted. So there's a change of possession. He'll be right back. on the middle for a two-yard gain. That's the end of the third quarter, and we'll take another break. Very clever, very funny, 
during the I believe these were out during the game, right, Vince? These came these tweets were made during the game. So I'm looking at my timestamp here. Uh, I believe I th- they came out before, before the game. Before the game? Okay, because uh, the timestamp yeah, I, I have is confusing. I'm gonna say this is central time right before the game then. All right, about an so hour. Central the time game. yeah, yeah, about well actually about a half hour before yeah. the game. Uh and, you know. And I believe you got one more there that I you do. can play. Yes, two minutes later after that one. Two minutes later, the XFL's official account tweeted out, simpler rules, that's it, simpler rules, hashtag XFL 2020. There's flags flying everywhere. Man, it looks like laundry day out there. There are multiple fouls on the play, improper use of grammar, number 55, speeding, going 57 and a 35, number 72, passing the buck, number 25, and tearing the label off the mattress, number 86. All right, the thing that stands out about these cartoons to me, first of all, great timing on Super Bowl Sunday, very smart, but that's it, very smart. Unlike uh, XFL 1.0, where it was, look at our big-ass balls and how tough this league's going to be, <laughs> chicks and explosions. This is a much smarter approach, much more modern very clever and really taking good solid. Hey, it's a heavyweight fight. Th- this football yeah. game, you taking slight jabs to the body. The XFL on Super Bowl Sunday. I thought that was genius. Great social media strategy. You know, I, I'll I'll admit it. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little embarrassed, but I will admit that I did watch the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> and oh, it was a good game. It was a. Good, it might have been fixed, but it was a good game. I suppose you know if you you know if 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 that kind of if that style of game you know with no punts and no punts, no defense. scoring and uh, and you know you could talk about all that stuff, but these three tweets, you know that is exactly what happened in this game. You had you know a game that was extremely long. I, I think what was it like four and a half hours or something like that for at least four hours long. You, you had multiple plays where you didn't know if the ball was uh, caught or not. And then, you know, you had all these, you know, long explanations of rules that don't make any sense and aren't con- consistent with plays that happened earlier in the season. Confused uh, announcers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chris Collinsworth, you know, go- talks for five minutes during this review about how this is not a catch at all. And, and he's got all these reasons why. And then it turns out it is a catch. Uh, you know, the XFL, you know, people aren't going to want to admit this. Uh, but all the stuff that people are complaining about with the NFL, the XFL called them all out on it before the game. And then they all actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> guys, you, you got to remember, it's been said that there are no big or small coincidences. There's only coincidences. But this was a preemptive planned strike. Uh, by the XFL. And uh, again, it worked to their favor that there was this controversy of, again, what is a catch, what is not a catch in a, you know, a rival league's biggest, most important, most watched game of the year. Well, see, we all expect the NFL, though, to really redefine a catch again. So they're going to adjust that, I'm sure. And these kind of frustrations can be fixed in the NFL as the XFL influences them, maybe. I don't know how much these tweets, uh, you know, really would influence the league, but this is stuff everyone's talking about anyway. 
Uh, but we understand what redefining a catch is. The XFL will be able to do that if the NFL doesn't end up doing that. I kind of expect them to this offseason. We'll see about that. But also the less stall, more ball gimmick is something that's genius and also the NFL could never get away with. They can't do that. They couldn't afford to. They, they're too in, entrenched in with advertisers and TV where their games have to be four hours long. So that's something really that the XFL has on the NFL. But then the other thing, simpler rules. We understand what the other two are. Simpler rules is kind of ambiguous. That could mean anything to anybody. To me, I think simpler rules means just more plain language about the rules, which obviously the NFL does not have. Their damn announcers don't know jack squat about the rules. Well, the rule says this, but they don't go by the rule all the time. Or, you know, logic says this, but they never go by logic. So the NFL, the language is so confusing. Simpler rules to me would mean simpler language on stuff like pass interference, what a catch is, what a fumble is forward progress and I think the way you do that with the language in a rule book is you just put one little phrase at the end of every single rule and that phrase would be as determined by the ref give the referee some power and the rules can be interpreted by the referees the way they should it should be it should be all on those guys in stripes I feel like and less on replay and visual evidence it should be on the judges there that's what their job is Right. Yeah, I, I still think there is going to be an aspect of instant replay, but I, you know, for me, simpler rules means uh, less. You know, less reliance on replay, less having to look at replay just because it's a scoring play or uh, or a turnover within a certain point in the game. Whenever it's you know very clearly uh, you know a touchdown or a turnover, that's what it means to me at least. How about you, Vince? What what simpler rules mean to you? Uh, maybe just you know more you know clear cut just just more or do you, you think know, simpler uh, rules would mean less rules yeah i, I think so, I that's think what so. that video kind of alluded to right it sounded like I, less I, rules if you if you watch the nfl you know you know we've been so geared that you know every time there's an incomplete pass everybody is looking for the flag hands in the air Be- turning around yeah because Pass interference in the NFL could mean so many different things. Yeah, nowadays, you know, in in 1995, it was you know, did you push the guy or not? Now in in 2018, it could be you know, you know, you you were looking the wrong way. Uh, you, you know, you touched the guy on the hip. It it could be all this kind of stuff. I, I think that they're going to just have you know, something very simple for each penalty that they're going to have i I think it's going to be so that you know the the average fan watching the game should be able to know if there's a penalty on that play or not yeah there's like a pass interference call you should define it as it has to be an egregious interference of being able to make the catch but i think if you add that at the end of rules as determined by the referee you put it on them and that's that is who should be taking you know, the brunt of all this responsibility of making these calls where nowadays it's really, well, that's the rule. It wasn't a catch that's written terribly in the rule book. If you make it plain and put it on referees, we have a scapegoat at least. And that's their job. We're, the referees' jobs are to be booed. That's what I, that's my feeling. I don't know. <laughs> but simple, simpler rules could mean a variety of things. Let us know what you think out there in podcast land.
at XFL Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What does simpler rules mean to you? And uh, we'll re- we'll reconvene on that topic a whole bunch. Hell, we got two damn years to do it. We also have two years uh, of speculation on who the hell will play in this league. And those tweets came out, and those were really exciting. But so were some tweets that came out from some former quarterbacks, really famous college football quarterbacks, guys who made it to the NFL, didn't do too well, but still are in the collective social conscious. We all know about these guys still. First up would be Jared Lorenzen. Do you remember the Pillsbury throw boy, Vince? <laughs> the hefty lefty, I, I do. Uh, this guy, you know, he had a cup of coffee in, in the NFL after being a college star. Uh, you know, this is this is somebody that Vince McMahon may have been looking at for another sport at one <laughs> at one time. Uh, but now, definitely, you know, definitely he, not the World Bodybuilding Federation. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But you know, you know, it, maybe you know, you get him in the gym and something could happen with him. Uh, but you know, he he's uh, I guess he's he's looking to, to play some ball, uh, which which is interesting. Uh, it, that that may be you know something that this league targets you know is these big college stars didn't quite make it in the NFL but still you know have a, have a lot of star power. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. it's it's possible you could have more you know Heisman winning quarterbacks in a in the XFL playing <laughs> than in the NFL. That's a great point. That's, that's great, very possible. I mean, that you, is you know, look really look at uh, Leonard, you know, Harrington, these guys, or maybe Harrington didn't win, but, you know, guys that, again, they were in the league for a little bit, and, and now they're on pregame for uh, Fox College football. No, yeah, that's a really good point, though, Jake, because a lot of Heisman quarterbacks, at least, they don't, they, I mean, they don't make it in the NFL. It's just a, it's a common occurrence. Like, who knows, by 2020, the XFL might be able to get their hands on, like, a Lamar Jackson. That could happen. Yeah, uh, that's actually a very good point, Alan. You know, especially these college quarterbacks. You know, playing quarterback in the NFL is very, very difficult uh, to do. There's no doubt about that. And you only got, what, 32 starters in the NFL. You know, if you're not given a shot in the NFL, hey, come over to the XFL. You could be a big star. And also, hey, if your career is in the shitter uh, and you've ballooned up to 350 pounds, here's something to maybe, you know, get on that Nordic track, uh, get that 80s training montage music blasting and get your ass in shape for Jared Lorenzen. He tweeted out, at Jared Lorenzen 22, the hefty lefty, he said, well, well, well. He's a big Joel Gertner fan. He said, how are you doing over there, at Vince McMahon and at Alpha Entertainment? E-N-T-L-L-C? Oh, you know he wants to play if he's tweeting at the actual Umbrella Company. I see you may be looking for some athletes. I got you. Maybe I do have one more comeback left in me. Hashtag, he ate me. Now that is a quality, <laughs> quality tweet, Jared Lorenzen. If I'd have to say he'd be on the top of my list of quarterbacks. I'd love to see you trying to get <laughs> me at the top of the list. Maybe yeah, yeah, I mean, it's- it's possible there's still a little gas left in the tank. I mean, you got to think about this this league there's definitely now. Gas. <laughs> I mean, it's a big tank. Uh, the, the XFL 2020. They appear to be branding themselves less as you know the outlaw, you know, hard hitting badasses that you know the XFL you know version one was. But you're still going to need name value. You're still going to need personalities larger than life characters. Yeah, and it doesn't really get any bigger and larger than life than uh, Johnny Football, who also tweeted, 
at jmanzel2. He just tweeted, hashtag XFL2020, at Vince McMahon. He just had a Canadian Football League deal go through, was uh, going to get to play, I think, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Vince. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the team that he was in negotiations with, but it fell through. Johnny Football wants to play some football. Uh, Everyone, of course, is bringing up the question, well, no, no criminal records, blah, blah, blah. But if Johnny Football wants to play in the XFL and he's in shape, I'm pretty sure he's going to have a shot. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, Vince was kind of put on the spot about about some of that stuff during the press conference. I, I think what we'll see is, you know, there'll be clear guidelines on, uh, you know, illegal activity while you're a player and, and and obviously some sort of background checks and things like that. You know, if you screw up while you're a play in the league, you're going to get kicked out. Uh, but I think, you know, each guy before entering the league is going to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. So I, I, I'd say, you know, certainly greater than 50% we see Johnny in this league. Oh, I absolutely think so. And you know what? For every yin, there's a yang. And, of course, the, the yang to Johnny Football's yin would be Tim Tebow, who also was asked about the XFL, and he spoke about it. He was on SI.com's podcast, Off the Board, and they asked him straight up. They were talking about, well, dogs and dog shows and baseball or something. And then the XFL came up and they said, uh, Vince McMahon said he'd welcome you to the league. Are you waiting to see what happens with the league? And Tim Tebow said, quote, that's very nice of him. But 2020 is a long way from now. I'm focused today. I'm focused on spring training. Of course, he's with the Mets, right? And a lot of things before that. I'm not even close to thinking about that right now. They pr- they pushed and asked him again, so is that a no or yes? And Tim Tebow said, what if it's a, I have no idea. That's in 2020, and I'm super excited about baseball. It wasn't very, a no. A, a very safe answer. Yeah, And, and I don't know, Alan, if, if you saw the rest of his interview. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was asked about his favorite wrestlers and whatnot, I believe. Yeah, and, and you know, it, he – he he was asked, you know, do you do you did you watch wrestling? And he and he gave this answer, and I know you've all heard it before, where he says, "Oh, I you know I watched it a little bit, and I knew some buddies in college, and, and we watched it sometimes." Basically saying he watched every Monday and probably <laughs> Thursday yeah. too. So you know, I, I you know what I get from this is you know he's interested. You know, he can't really do anything right now to prepare himself. He's going to continue to, to do this baseball and, and see how that progresses. He's obviously working with the SEC network as well. That's all well and good. Uh, but, you know, I, I think he's definitely going to be offered. That, well, he would uh, easily be the face of the league. Easily. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. You have to – if you're trying this whole – you want a completely different image from the original XFL – uh, he, there's no better poster boy than Tim Tebow. Well, that that's right. But uh, is he really a guy that other that viewers are going to take seriously? Y- yes, everybody's going to tune in to watch Tim Tebow. He's got he does. Are they the going to tune numbers. in to to watch him win or to watch him lose? Though well, that's a good. That's a very. And, and, and either way, I guess matter. it doesn't matter yeah, as long as they're watching. Exactly, he does great numbers. He draws in minor leagues. Why do you think the Mets are keeping him on? I don't think. I mean, he's he's ex- exceeding expectations, sure, but I mean, he's also a draw. He's a name. He's a big name, and and I really don't think it'd be you could hit a bigger home run than getting Tim Tebow to be in the XFL. 
and the face of a, one of the franchises and, and of the league. That is unless, you know, you score someone who's like playing within the next two years in the NFL or a, a college player who wins the Heisman and says, I'm choosing the XFL instead of the NFL. That, of course, would be huge. But, I mean, we're talking about crop of guys not in the NFL now. I don't know if it could hey, be bigger than Tim Tebow. Are, are you saying like if if Baker Mayfield was only like a few years younger? <laughs> yeah. He, he is somebody who would be the face of the XFL. Exactly. That would be great. But I I think more realistic, it's a guy like Tim Tebow. But, uh, you know, the thing is, they're asking him this, and I want to know what he thinks initially, but you you can't possibly think he's going to give you like, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the gym right now. I'm ready for the XFL 2020. It's pretty much everything I'm thinking about all day, every day. I'm counting down the days <laughs> until the XFL. No, because he, like all of us, uh, are – not skeptical, but just don't know anything about the league, and neither does Vince McMahon. So, but it's fun to hear what these players think about the announcement. Uh, but you see, some of them are more desperate than others, and are really actually. I'm pretty sure Jared Lorenzo does have like a calendar, and he's xing off the days <laughs> until February 2020. You think he has a target weight that he's trying to get? <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, two seventy. Uh, <laughs> well. People are absolutely hyped for this, not just Jared Lorenzen and Johnny Football and us here. Uh, actual, you know, people in charge of cities seem like they're posturing and <laughs> and getting ready to make bids on getting uh, XFL teams to their towns. Uh, Buddy Dyer, who has a great relationship with the WWE, the mayor of Orlando, uh, he said that the officials in Orlando haven't spoken about the XFL outright, but, quote, this is something we would be interested in learning more about to bring to Orlando. And, of course, Orlando, one of the original XFL cities, the Orlando Rage, another original XFL city, Birmingham, Alabama, their city council just this week approved expanding and renovating the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex and this expansion would include a brand new downtown Birmingham stadium. It was a 7-0 to zero vote in favor of this to support a project $90 million over 30 years to get a brand spanking new football stadium downtown Birmingham. You think they have XFL on the mind? And there's also a Change.org petition, which is trying to get to 1,500 signatures. It's at about... Almost 1,100 right now in Columbus, Ohio, to bring the XFL to Columbus. This is all legitimately happening. Cities and governments are interested in in the XFL. This is plain to see. Yeah, yeah, and and the the three markets that you just brought up, you know, areas that don't have a professional team but are football crazy areas uh, looking to put a football team for a season that is not conflicting with the college, which is the main draw in those towns. And it, it seems like it would draw very well for those, for those, uh, for those markets. It, it's very smart, but uh, you know, there's only going to be 10 teams and there's a whole lot of cities out there. Uh, so everybody's trying to get a leg up on it right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, eight, you, well, eight, te- eight teams, eight, ten, eight teams, ten weeks. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. How do you think uh, the XFL would draw on the horseshoe, though? That's a, it's a well, big I, barn. I don't, I it's don't. A big barn. 
That's right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to be. You know, uh, trying to put an ass every eighteen inches in the horseshoe. Uh, but you know, yeah. maybe wherever the Columbus Crew play, maybe <laughs> something smart. like that. Uh, yeah, you, you can't. You know, that, that was one of the you know criticisms uh, of the old XFL was you know they they you know playing in the Coliseum. Yeah, it may have looked good for that first week, but you know after that, you know twenty thousand people in an in uh you know a ninety thousand seat stadium just doesn't look good. Uh, you know what you what you got to be shooting for is thirty thousand people in a thirty thousand seat stadium. Yeah, and they're, they're, like they're going to be idea. they're going to be looking at that. You know, uh, it, it may seem early to uh, you know to some for these cities petitioning and doing what they can, but you know it's it's a short two years, and it's not like they're going to wait till six months before the, the kickoff and then decide the teams. They you know these teams they need to get out there, they need to get branded. Uh, they need to, you know, start maybe bringing some of the old fans back or attracting some of the new fans. Yeah, that's something we'll take a look at, uh, of course, in future episodes is not only the history of all the original XFL teams, but w- what this this new XFL will be f- exactly for the cities that are going to house these teams. Because now, the sooner that these teams are announced, like you said, Jake, the brand is there. Unlike the last XFL, you really didn't like. You, I, I guess I'm an LA Extreme fan. I grew up in LA, and I see this logo, but I'm not seeing it around town too much. Now, if it comes out, say I don't know, in, before the summer, that your t- city's getting a team, and you know the logo, that's like a year and a half of branding, image being burnt into your brain, and hype and anticipation to see these colors and these flags fly at your local stadium. You know, before we get out of here, guys, I do want to ask you, though, these cities are hype. What has you most hype for the return of the XFL as we get out of here? I mean, mean, personally, I just want to know, you know, who's going to be my team. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if the city of Pittsburgh is, is going to get a team. You know, currently right now, I would say if I was a betting man, I would have to say no. Um, we'll we'll see, but I want to know. You know, like that show on TV, this this Jamoke is going around trying to find which NFL team is his. That's all fine, but I want to know which XFL club am I going to be supporting. So, so the cities are what you're looking forward to yeah, the most. Yes. That, that is very exciting. I, I agree. I like all the polls everybody has up on XFL Twitter. Hashtag XFL2020. You could have fun going down that timeline. Uh, what has you most hyped, Vince? Uh, you know, and maybe, you know, whatever is going to have me hyped, it may change, you know, from one week to the next. But, you know, coming off of this NFL season, I'm just looking forward to a game that is not heavily influenced by officiating. That, that's all I want to see. I just want to see, you know, a, a, an entertaining game where the best team wins without outside interference. Is, is that so much to ask? I couldn't have said it better myself, and I think we could leave it at that. That's that's a perfect way to finish this week, episode two. This has been a very entertaining conversation, gentlemen. I look forward to talking to you next week about xfl 2020 we'll keep an eye on twitter for everybody follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at xfl show the website this is the xfl show.com please subscribe on apple podcasts google play music and wherever fine podcasts are found for vince for jake i'm alan this is the xfl show